Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. And here we go. Yes, the coming, coming. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies, where nerd is a new bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Old Man Eli. There we go. And we have a special guest for you guys today. Uh, before I bring him in, I uh, just want to paint the picture for you. So for all you listeners out there who's ever worked middle management, and you ever had the day when corporate came in and inspected everything, <laughs> that's this episode. So I want to bring undercover, in this. Undercover ball. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, the CEO, the founder, the benefactor, the guy that cuts the lights on, uh, Outright Geekery's own Ryan Gomer. Yeah, Gomer. Woo! I just go by Gomer. Thanks, guys. You go such... by Gomer. Gotcha. Yeah. You name my lab before. Yeah. Uh, I'm such a big fan of the Lee and Elroy show, Comic Book Billies. I mean, it's one of my favorite <laughs> podcasts. We're, right. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> so, like I said, now every time we ever have a co uh, a guest on the show, we always like to do a quick little interview, just in case if people listen for the first time, they want to get to know the guest also, so they don't just jump into the conversation, don't know anything about them. So, uh, Gomer, I'm gonna ask you a couple quick questions, nothing major, but just ask you, like, what do you do at you know Outright Geekery? Uh. Well, I think it's easier to say how it started. I just started going to a comic shop, and I hung out with a bunch of guys, and we would talk shit, you know, just roundtable stuff. And one of the guys said, you should record it and put it in a podcast. So I was like, okay. So I started doing it, and then we put it on some stuff. And another guy wanted to do some videos, and then he wanted to review The Walking Dead, so he had his video. So Outright Geekery really just started as a place to put those three shows uh, and I was because I know I, your first couple podcasts were like in a comic shop, right? Yeah, in yeah, I remember in a that. comic shop roundtable. So at the same time, I was in college. I had gone back to college during the economic downturn. Two thousand eight, right? Yeah, about then. Yep. So 
I had a public relations class, and one of them was, you know, to call somebody and get on their public relations list. So I picked Marvel Comics, you know, just shooting it, and I associated with the website, and they started sending me PR stuff. So I sent them out to everybody else, and they all started sending me PR stuff, and then they started sending me free comic books to review. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting free comics. This is worth it. So I went and spent the money to actually throw it into an actual website, and uh, it's been four years this week, actually, on the 6th that we've been doing it. It's only been monetized two years, and I'm happy to say no one's getting paid yet. But, oh, we, we, are in the, but we are in the black. <laughs> but we're all oh, getting we free comics now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, we're, and we're in the black, which means we can start advertising and – and I mean, and that's just this month with just a little bit of AdSense revenue from Google. So uh, I went to college for Internet technology and web technology, and I put it to work. And it sucks because I really don't want to do that now. All I want to do is write about comics. So, yeah, that's the thing about college. <laughs> Where man. You you, hats, that's what yeah, exactly. So but it's so fun, dude. It's been a labor of love, but it's fun networking and meeting people. And I get to promote awesome podcasts. My one regret with y'all show is changing it halfway through because all that bull crap. And you know, honestly, honestly, Ryan, you know what? I think that's the best thing that ever happened. It is maybe a blessing in disguise, but that aspect of it, having to like just that example of having to change the name of the show, is one of the just worst parts of this. And it's more than you think, but especially because no, there's I mean, so no, many I, people I, I involved. I understand it was some other stuff going on behind the scenes that I know you guys didn't tell us anything like that. Uh, but yeah. honestly, it gave us a chance to just completely just reinvent ourselves. Because I, I did feel like uh, when 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 Eli and I started the podcast back up, because we had uh, Eric, Eric Lilf, we started back up, it felt like we still had some baggage left over from the old podcast. We had to follow a certain format, and we had to do this type of things. But when you guys did that, and we were just like, okay, the, the slate is clean. Yeah. Whatever we do now, we could just – do whatever we want, you know. Yeah. So but it all worked out. It all worked out. Yeah. So I think it's better. So now that I have you on the call, it's some, some specific questions that actually both Eli and had that we always asked whether or not you agree with this or not. So now that you're here, we're going to ask you these questions. Oh. Okay. So Hot these seat. are you're going to ask. Like this is part of the interview also. <laughs> okay. So like I said, you run the Instruments of Destruction podcast, right? Oh, my gosh. I know this is going. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know where this is going. Okay. So like I, I said, do. you are the Hasbro Transformer expert in, in the group. So what I want to know is about the movies. Yeah, I know. How do you feel about the movies? They're garbage. They're trash. They're terrible. They're exactly what everybody says. They're just – they're bad. I understand that, but do you get enjoyment out of it? No. No. The only the only enjoyment I really get out of it is like listening to political talk radio, like Rush Limbaugh, and I'll listen to that and like yell at my radio. You know, it's like that sort of enjoyment, (laughs) like a passive aggressive sort of enjoyment. I mean, for instance, okay, like the reason I'm asking because, like I said, this is the fifth movie that's out uh, right now. So, like I said, we've China. known they've been trashed like the last four movies. So, did the fifth movie out? Did you think twice about seeing it in the theater? No. Did you just like, nope, I still, I'm haven't, I still haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I still haven't seen it. Eli, we should have bet money on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got the Bumblebee movie coming out next year and then a seventh movie coming the year after that. I don't know who's watching these things, man. I don't that's know who's who, going. That's what we were trying to f- figure out. <laughs> I mean, like, why do these movies keep making so much money? Like, who are they making these movies for? China. Everyone keeps saying China. That's what they keep telling me. There's a billion people in this country in a faraway land. It's like Shangri-La where giant robots dominate. I don't know. 
But there's a fluke, and I know you've seen the numbers also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how many of these movies are there? Four or five? Whatever. Whatever. The one before the last one, they pandered directly to China. Like half oh, of the yeah. movie was right. Half of the movie was in China. Uh, they China actually they made sure they advertised for China. So you of course made a billion dollars in China. They didn't do it this time. So actually it didn't hit the numbers it did in China this time. I guess China's kind of over Transformers. You know this yeah, one was kind of in their perspective was kind of a flop. You know. I, I'm, they're moving in new directions with the movies. They're moving away from Michael Bay. I still have hope that they can be saved. If they use the storylines that go on in the comics, that's where I'm at, man. The IDW line of Transformers comics are – I'll put them up against any other shared universe in comics. They are just that good. The relationships, the story building, it's it's wonderful. I love it. So if they use that, yeah, sure, do that. But don't give me – Optimus Prime ripping people's faces off, man. Come on. I mean, Michael some Bay. people, that's all they want to see. Yeah, that's what they want to see, dude. That's cool. They can go to the movies. It's like <laughs> – and we're probably going to talk about the, the new Thor Ragnarok trailer, you know, and, and people have seen it. But it sounds – Marvel had three comedies out this year. Is that right? Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah. Three yes. comedies. So, I mean, I get if that's what you want from your comic book movie or your – or your movie in general, Giant Robots. I mean, Pacific Rim. That's all that is. Giant Robots kicking ass. Awesome. In the rain, though. Oh, are there they in the rain, rain There was rain. That shit was well, yeah. it was raining the last one. Oh, the new they're one, the man. They, no, oh, yeah. they're in the sunshine. Yeah. It's like Power Rangers without they went on vacation. Giant yeah. Robot. <laughs> now, I have yeah. one more bit of action. They're on the like shore this time. Because that's, that's only one part of the equation. Uh-oh. What do you think about the G.I. Joe movies? Now, all right. The way the G.I. Joe movies fail is like the opposite reason that the Transformers movies fail. The Transformers movies almost take themselves too seriously. G.I. Joe, I don't think it took itself serious enough. Cobra was a joke in that. You know, no one's going to believe that that's a vicious terrorist organization. No matter how much world-destroying special effects you have, you know, blowing up London. So you're saying that G.I. Joe should take the Dark Knight, Winter Soldier role. I think all movies should should go in those directions. If those are the, it, it just depends on the audience they're trying to hit, really. And I just don't think these movies are for me. I think they made GI Joe and Transformers based on what they were in the eighties, two little kids. But those little kids are all grown up, and they are ready for their nostalgia in the character to translate into a modern day real story that they can get something out of as an adult. And I think Dark Knight captured that, you know, to to an extent. But Transformers and G.I. Joe, I think if they tried to do that, they yeah. would be a lot more. I don't know if they'd be more successful. Damn, they made a billion dollars. You know, so I don't know. I'm, I think I would like them. Well, I more. think I think, yeah, I think that's the problem is they don't know who to make these movies for. It's like the, the Power Rangers movie that's pretty much failed. But, you know, they're trying to like were they trying to update it. And get new kids into it, or were they well, trying see, to Power pander to the old weird, school fans? Weird demographic. For yeah. instance, like yeah. I think I think we're all too old for Power Rangers for one. Yeah, day. I was getting laid by the time Power Rangers was. Yeah, playing. I right. didn't give a shit about that. I was in college when that shit came out. <laughs> right. So of course yeah. I'm not so a it's fan. Not like the it's not nostalgia for like... me. I didn't grow up on that shit. You know. So it's like, <laughs> right, are you making it for the kids? Yeah. Are you making it for the kids who, or are you going to try? Are you trying to? Hook new fans who don't know what this shit is. It's like they, they don't it's like they don't know who to make it for, and I think that's why, yeah, they fail. Like Transformers and you know, GI Joe and yeah, 
I think sometimes movies like the Marvel Cinematic Universe do a disservice to these other companies that try to do a shared universe because Marvel has a 70-year track record in all kinds of media, cartoons, comics, you know, all kinds of stuff that different generations – It's it bridges generations. But when you look at Transformers, it was just kids in the 80s, man. I mean, they had Beast Beast Wars and that other stuff. But really, man, nobody knows Optimus Prime as a truck except kids in the 80s. And when you put flames on him, you were no longer making it for those kids who are all grown up now. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know. Okay. And that last question. Last question. Good question. That was a damn good question, though. Now, here's the thing. Now, Eli and I have been trying to – nobody nobody on this show has seen this show, but I know you've seen it. Hopefully you've seen it. So what do you think about Star Trek Discovery? All right. I have watched the first episode of Star Trek Discovery, and I had to stop because I understood what they were trying to do. They they are trying to hold on to Roddenberry's dream, you know, and do what he was doing, you know, by trying to bring everybody together, by showing them a utopia where things still aren't quite as good as they could be. You know, as the whole idea of Star Trek to me was seeing how far we had could go but still showing how far we have yet to go. And I think Discovery is trying to do that. And again, one episode. But man, so much had changed, and it looked futuristic. And I'm sorry, dude. There were lens flares in that first episode. (laughs) It's it's JJ. JJ What is happening with the lens flares and Star Trek? I don't get it. It's JJ Abrams. This is a staple (laughs) now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I mean, the captain's a cutie. Oh, oh yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, Woman Crush Wednesday is coming up. I'm trying. Uh, she might have to take the AT and T girl, you know, maybe replace her. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, she was on Walking Dead. She died. Now she's on Star Trek. Yeah, I think Orville is a better Star Trek than. Uh, you know what? That was actually the next question I was. I knew ask. it. I knew that it. That was the next question. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying Orville, dude. Bes- against my better judgment, I find myself. Sitting down in front of my laptop, putting on Orville and reading a comic, and watching the show instead of reading the comic. No, and man, I know if it, that it, happens, it's gotten better since the pilot. Yes, it has, okay. man. And it feels more Star Trek to me than anything I've seen in a long time. They uh, they're doing sort of episodic stuff where it's not just a continuation from the last story, and I hear that's what they're doing mostly in Discovery, and that's actually a departure. Really, NCIS and CSI are the only shows that are really doing. Stuff that isn't all interconnected, you know, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. If you miss an episode, you're out. Right. But with the Orville, it really doesn't feel like that. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing, but it just harkens back to what Star Trek used to be. Right. You just uh, watched one episode. It was one and done. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing, the only drawback from the Orville is uh, – and they might get to it. You know, it's early on. In those other Star Trek episodes, the ship or DS9, the station, it felt like a character. You know, it was like home, and it felt like it was part of things going on, and they haven't quite got gotten there yet. Uh, but man, it's promising, dude, and and you can see them planting seeds for the future. Like there's this big bad villain that you can tell they're going to get to eventually. Uh, Charlize Theron was on the last episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I guess she's really good friends with Seth MacFarlane. They were in that cowboy movie or whatever. Yeah, but, that nobody uh, saw. Yeah. yeah, nobody saw. Uh, but yeah, Orville's good, but yeah, Discovery, I, I, and I, I'm not going to pay for another streaming service either, so I have to wait for it to fall off a truck out my in my front yard. 
<laughs> right. So that's another thing. That's why I haven't seen either. I'm not going to go out of my way to see this this show. They're making yeah. it so hard to watch it. So yeah. So yeah, uh, Ryan. That is the end of the interview. Man, those are great. <laughs> those are great questions. I was ready for all of them. Yeah. Well, you I, for some reason it seemed like you knew they were coming. So I don't yeah. know. So now, like I said, we can go on to the rest of the show. And for those that are listening to the show today, uh, yesterday, for those that don't know, it was Columbus Day. Oh, yeah. I know some people are happy about that because, you know, maybe they got, you know, bonus pay or vacation time or something. Uh, but we, but I guess we're woke now. So we understand what Columbus meant when we didn't know maybe – 30 years ago. Well, some of us didn't know it uh, 30 years ago, anything like that. Uh, quick question. Did, did, did trigger we warning. Like, trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger warning. Find your safe space. Snowflakes. <laughs> oh, hey, this is this is going to be the show. This is just going to trigger you left and right. We <laughs> yeah, we got, a, yet, so. dude, we got a lot of shit. We got a I read the show shit. notes. I was like, I don't <laughs> even know what a Wu-Tang is. <laughs> 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 but we will get there. We will explain it. So, yeah, like I said, uh, but Eli, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to ask you about this because for some reason it seemed like they're trying to rebrand Columbus Day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I never heard of this before. They're trying to rebrand it into uh, National Indigenous Day. I might be saying it wrong, but. Something is, like that, yeah, yeah. They're trying indigenous, to, yeah. indigenous peoples. Indigenous, yeah. indigenous peoples, peoples Day. Day is that a thing? Yeah. That, that, yeah, I get. They, they did that like was it last year, the year before here in Minneapolis. Uh, of they course, have it in Nashville. Yeah, they yeah. Have it in Nashville too. Like Seattle does it. There's been some cities doing that um, lately. Um, of course, I'm in St. Paul, the Twin Cities, where we haven't done it yet. You know, <laughs> which It'll explains why. Yeah, <laughs> which explains why my kids had school today. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's why I was wondering because I've never heard of that before. I guess it's kind of like Juneteenth, where it's kind of like a grassroots movement, you know, hopefully to catch on, things like that. But I, that's pretty cool because, uh, like I said, Columbus Day has, for some reason, for like the last ten years, it's like the America has realized that maybe we shouldn't be celebrating Columbus Day. And you've been seeing some pushback. Not everybody. Some people want to celebrate Columbus Day, and that's what it is, and they don't want anything to change from that. But a lot of Americans are starting to like, let's get away from Columbus Day. So let me ask you guys, everybody on the panel right now, should Columbus Day just be banned? Should it just be just go away? Period. Like, forget it ever existed. Uh, sure, yeah. Sure. I, I don't yes. care either way. <laughs> <laughs> are, people and I, and I, yeah. are people yeah. afraid they're not going to get the day off? I mean, it's just a day off. That's I all mean, people that's really people care about, right? Day? I, I I usually have Mondays off, so I didn't. I don't get the day off. Yeah, I usually have Mondays off from one job, but I I've been working a second job on Monday, but I didn't do it tonight. So so yeah, I usually so, yeah, have Mondays you got off. the day off. I I had the day off already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I don't know. So it, it depends. Like yeah, we can abolish the day, but yeah, you don't get paid, you don't get your day off, things like that. Oh, I don't know how you can tell people, say, no, we were wrong about Columbus all these years. He was actually like a real big asshole who his actions led to this big, terrible, horrible thing to happen to a whole group of people. And people can still be like, nah, it's okay." Right. That's what I was like. How can anybody defend Columbus? That's what I don't understand. And the thing is, is like the Vikings were here. Like like the 500 years before he did, you know. <laughs> and Leroy posted a video. Uh, freaking Columbus didn't even come to America proper. He was like no, in Cuba. Exactly. Yeah, he was down in the yeah. He was down in the tropics. You know? Yeah, but so whatever. <laughs> Columbus. And his whole thing yeah. about India 
India wasn't even called India at that time. It was uh, some other known as some other country, but he called the natives Indians because India or Dio or something that godlike or whatever. So there's a little bit of trivia for y'all. <laughs> so we're America celebrating a dumbass, basically. Basically, yeah. Basically, we do that all the time. I mean, we do that all the time. Yeah, when it when it <laughs> comes America. down to it, it's a myth. We celebrate this false uh, uh, narrative of what we think America really is, and we ignore all the shitty things that the country has done. And I think when people try to look at all the shitty things that this country's done, it they think it's un-American, <laughs> so yeah. there's that backlash, <laughs> right. but it's just the truth. I mean, this is just the truth that some people don't want to accept, so, and that's their yeah, And it, it's not <laughs> like it's like some kind of rumor or something that's hard to prove. I mean, the evidence is right there, you know. Yeah. We, we can see the evidence today, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like I said, we're going to get off this subject because we're going to move on to something else. I just want to leave this with a, a quote from the very uh, important poet, Sean Carter. AKA JC, you know, the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. So yeah. <laughs> we can move on from that. Oh, wanna talk about Wu Tang real quick. Oh, but as one and one more thing. As a yeah. Native American, I think it's shitty to have a Native American day in October because between the Redskins and fucking Halloween fucking stupid Halloween costumes, it's just getting confusing. We should have another month. <laughs> It's <laughs> and a whole People month. People are gonna get confused about this shit. And a whole month. Yeah. There's Twelve months. They have a month. For, there's talk like a pirate day, man. Days are just stupid now. Everybody just get a day. A oh, day. Everybody gets a day. Have you guys heard about National uh, Steak and BJ Day? Oh, really? That sounds I'm, awesome. That sounds amazing. You never heard that no, yeah, I love March that. 14th. October fourteenth. No, or March, March 14th. Oh, oh, man. Let's change it to October 14th. That's like next week. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Yeah. Uh, honey, we changed the date. So. Yeah. Uh, now we can move on to Wu-Tang. I just want to just uh, talk about Wu-Tang just really quick. We can move oh, on. Oh, we're for talking Eli. about Wu-Tang like, quickly because I want to – I'll talk about Wu-Tang. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to get through. We can't we, – we're just going to briefly talk about Wu-Tang and just get past it. So, <laughs> reason I want to talk about Wu-Tang because I got excited because I saw they have a new video out. I'm like, oh, fuck. Wu-Tang has the video. Because I thought Wu-Tang was done. Did you have you to, know, pay? I thought, Wu-Tang you have to forever, buy the video? What are you talking about? Wu-Tang forever. Did you I know Wu-Tang like is forever, but I thought Wu-Tang forever was, the was a theory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, know they you, really you better explain to, explain to Gomer what Wu-Tang is. <laughs> did, well, I know they sold like an album to like a rich Wall Street guy, so did you have to spend like $10 million no, to see this video? No, asshole Martin Screlly. Yeah, that yeah, asshole. The, uh, yeah, he's in jail now, so. Right. Maybe you'll, maybe that album's on eBay now. He needs some money. <laughs> what for a million dollars? Yeah, I don't know. I what, didn't he pay you like twenty million dollars for some yeah, album that no one will ever hear? Pay so nobody can hear it. Yeah, and what a dick. Right. Yeah, he's a, he's a yeah he's a super dick. Uh, but yeah, the reason I want to talk about Wu Tang because they have a new video out, and obviously new video out means that hopefully we get a new Wu Tang album. And I want a new Wu Tang album. I heard the song and Eli. Oh man, it yeah. just it just took me back. Yeah, Red Man. Yeah, I, dude. Red Man Wu- was in it. I'm like, wow, we got Method Man and Red Man. And they were in a movie. I saw them in a movie. <laughs> yeah. How hot? They was in how hot? <laughs> yeah, Hilarious that's it. Movie. That's the one. It's a great movie. They're on a TV show too. Method yeah. Red. Yeah. <laughs> that show lasted like five. Not episodes. as good. But not as good as the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were both in Soul Plane. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, I, everybody was in Soul Plane. Shit. Everybody was in Soul Plane. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, the reason I, reason I'm so excited for it because the thing is, look, you know what I you know what I love about Wu Tang? They're like some of the biggest fucking nerds you ever seen. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And nobody knows that. that and they, this they is, just see the hardcore rappers, you know, rapping about, you know, the streets and, and all yeah. like that. But this is back in like, the 90s and they got like uh, Tony Stark and Johnny Blaze and fucking, you know. Exactly. Uh, Before like, anybody knew what they were. Yeah. Didn't Method Man, Man do a comic? Or Red Man, one they, of those guys. Uh, they had a, there was a Wu-Tang comic. I actually had oh, a couple wow. of issues from back in, yeah, the day where they were like Kung Fu, uh, you know, fighters and shit in That's some awesome. fantasy land and shit. Yeah. If I ever made a lot of money, I would have a comic. <laughs> Honestly, that's awesome. And not only that, but they were like, oh, uh, they had, like Ghostface Killer had a uh, one of his videos was over what's the fuck it? Speed Racer, yeah, like oh, a Speed Racer cool. cartoon. So they were rapping over anime back in the nineties. The mm-hmm. shit that these rappers are doing now, they were doing this stuff like twenty years ago before it was even cool. Yeah, before and they would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Method Man. Now, Method Man, this is the shit that shocked me when I heard a Method Man album. One of his skits, he gave a shout out to one of his SOCOM 2 clans. Like, <laughs> the PlayStation 2. SOCOM. Damn. SOCOM. Holy crap. That and, was like one he, of the first. Was, the way he said it, he was like giving like codes and signals to only people that play SOCOM on PlayStation. So if you didn't play code SOCOM, it would completely go over your head. So that means that means that Method Man was not only a SOCOM 2 player, he was a hardcore SOCOM 2 player. He wasn't casual. Yeah. So he was like, meet me at this yeah. spot over here at the sky hook at the desert hook, and we're gonna flank these guys. I'm like, that's the shit that if you play that map, you know how to do that shit. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> that doubled the number of so right. play. Yep. Oh, last thing, last thing I'm gonna bring in. <laughs> Ghostface Killer actually had a cameo in the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, he did. Uh, oh. They cut it. Oh. But his song because, is playing on the plant when they're on the plant and they have the stewardesses stripping and dancing and shit. Oh, That's one cool. of his songs. Yeah. 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 Because his alias was Tony Stark. Yeah. The Iron yeah. Man. His first his name his album was Iron Man. Iron Man, yep. He's his got first a crypto, album like that. He's got a cryptocurrency coming out, like Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, now please tell yeah, me what the hell that is. I don't know All right. Do you know what Bitcoin is? Uh sort of kinda not really. Alright. You know what? Like just like regular money, like a dollar. Right. That dollar is backed up by the United States people. Right. It's not in gold or anything. Well, that's kind of like what Bitcoin is. It's just like a made up currency and its value is based on the quote unquote market. And you can use it like on the Web to buy stuff and be untraceable. Um, The cryptocurrency that he's creating is a little bit different and it's super technical. But that's basically it, Leroy. Okay. Yeah. Cash cash rules everything. Everything around me, cream, get the money, dollar dollar. That's what they're calling it. He's calling it Crema. (laughs) Really? That yes, that's the name of the money. Crema. (laughs) Wow. Rizzo's a genius. He thought about this stuff. No shit. No shit. He's like, as soon as they come up with this, I'm doing it. He's like Voltron. They form like Voltron and Riz is the head. (laughs) Oh, Riz is the head. Exactly. Oh man. Like I I love Wu Tang. I'm just yeah. Wu Tang's like. Fuck it, yeah, they're my favorite hip hop group of all time, probably. I, hey, I, I just yeah. Wu-Tang, give me another album. I want an album. Don't sell it to an asshole, yeah. a that's <laughs> Luther wannabe that has the AIDS cure in his yeah. closet. They won't give it to anybody. Have you have you heard the Zarface shit? No, I haven't heard that. 
That's uh, Inspector Deck from Wu Tang and Esoteric. Oh shit yeah, they was on a Black Panther thing. Yeah, they're yeah, they were in one of the in the back of the issue. Yeah, they did an interview. Oh, they're cool. they're like all they do is rap about comic books and movies and pro wrestling and shit. And <laughs> it was like a sample with little kids arguing over who shot first between uh, Han and Vito oh, and shit. Dude, I'm not listening. It's awesome. It's like the, my my favorite hip hop right now is Our Face. Check it I'll, out. I'll check them out. <laughs> Okay. Now, like I said, we're going to move to uh, another important part of the podcast, which we always love to talk about. We love to talk about the box office numbers. Uh, they're sort of kind of hit or miss. Not as exciting they've been the last couple weeks or not as exciting as they're going to be the next couple weeks. So I'm just going to just run through them as quick as possible because we have, like I said, a lot of tactics we got to kind of blow through. Uh, number one on the list is actually Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is doing pathetic. It is doing 32,000. I mean, no, 32 million. 32 million. Sorry about that. It might as well so, be thirty two thousand, man. That's they are talking like sequels and spin offs for this stuff and prequels. Well, see, here's the thing. The first Blade Runner flopped. Yeah. It yeah. It, it didn't become a hit until later on. Right. Like a cult so, classic. Yeah, pretty much. And right, and so audience tastes have changed since, you know, twenty seventeen, since uh nineteen eighty two. So of course you can't make the same movie that flopped the first time and think it's gonna do be successful the next time. I mean, I don't know how you think that works, but Oh, yeah. well. And I love that uh, first one, but I'm, yeah, it's cool. I'm still on the fence about this one. I was like, do we really need a, a Blade Runner 2? Like, Did you, have anybody seen it? Anybody seen it? I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still it. on the yeah, fence. No and shit. then I heard it's like three hours long. And I'm like, shit. Yeah, it's three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Not going anywhere for a while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like number two, we have The Mountain Between Us. Uh, I think it's a Idris Elba and Kate, uh, Glenn, Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah, Winslet. Yeah. 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 It's a lie. The only they don't eat each other. So, it's a lie. So it's supposed to, I heard it was like or a romantic. Maybe they do. I mean, yeah, you know, that's a surprise <laughs> ending. It just elbows around a campfire when the rescuers show up. <laughs> that is a taste looking white girl. <laughs> I heard oh. it was like a romantic drama, but it ends up being like a good survival story. But I don't know. I ain't seen it. It's an Oscar thing, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about it later on. Uh, number yeah. three, we have It still uh, hanging in there. It is a monster. So it is a. 300 million, only horror movie ever to hit 300 million. That, that's insane. Dude. Uh, number four, Eli's favorite movie, uh, yeah. My Little Pony. Oh, me. sweet. <laughs> Dude, almost 9 million in week one. That's actually really good. That's actually kind of scary because you know there's some little kids watching it. Dude, I, if you imagine that theater. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Remember that clown showing they had of it at the Alamo Draft House? This is worse. This is way worse. <laughs> A bunch, like, of fucking, bunch of fucking, bunch of middle-aged men telling little kids to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I walk in with my daughter. They all just look around. They're like, back up slowly, honey. Get out of here. All right. Uh, num- number five, we have Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Haven't seen that. I still haven't seen, seen that. Yeah. No, I, haven't I, mean, seen it. I don't know. First one was cool, but I don't know. I mean, is this like, doing better or worse than that first one? I don't really know. It's, yeah, me neither. I hadn't heard a lot of buzz. I don't know. It was cool. I mean, the first one was like, it's, I don't, I didn't need another one, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll just run through the next ones. We got number six. We got American Made. Tom Cruise. Want to see that? Uh, number seven, the uh, Lego Ninjago movie. Don't want to call it. Aya. Aya. I guess. Uh, number eight, Victoria and Abdul. And that's uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Judy Dench. And oh, yep, some, never mind. And yeah. some Bollywood guy. Yeah, it's like an Oscar thing. I think. Okay. Oscar. Okay. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah, that season. Uh, number nine is yeah. Flatliners, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, number ten, Bella Sexes. I want to see that. Okay. Early yeah. Oscar yeah. buzz for that too, man. That looks all right. For, I want my show. Bella Sexes. Yeah, yeah, for Steve Carell. I'm he needs it. Has he, been Dude, 
He deserves it. Yeah, dude. He's been nominated for that movie where it was like a wrestler at a college. Oh, yeah. Fox. Yeah. Foxcatcher yeah. or whatever. Foxcatcher. Yeah. Fox Fox right. Yeah. Uh, Channing Tatum or Tatum Channing. Which which one is it? Yeah. Gambit. I always call him Gambit now. I would never call him that. <laughs> I know. I just said it just to hear what you guys would say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's, yeah. Steve Carell all the way. I love that guy. All right. So now, like I said, we can move into the meat of the podcast. Before we get there, one little thing I want to uh, describe. Guys, did you get a chance to see Saturday Night Live last weekend? Uh, no. With Gal Gadot? I saw I a couple. I call, saw a couple things. Yeah. I only usually watch just the music bits on there. <laughs> just kidding. You know the fun, the funniest <laughs> thing to me on SNL is actually like the the news reporting part. You know the weekend oh, update. Yeah, yeah that, that's hilarious. Those, those yeah. guys are, are killing because they man, actually when Michael were doing. Shea, not when Michael Shea leaves, man. I think he's funnier than the other dude they got right now. You but. need a straight man. You gotta have yeah. a straight man. You gotta have the you know the other guys. So they work well as a comedy team. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I like both of them together, but that's easily the funniest part of the show. The Gal Gadot part, I'm not gonna spoil the thing because like, the thing about Saturday Night Live, you actually don't need to watch it. Because the entire show will be on YouTube the next day. So you can just yeah. watch it from there and you just watch every one of the skits. So it was a few skits in there. Gal Gadot actually didn't didn't do bad. I've seen some bad hosts on there before. She didn't do terrible. She was okay. I watched the OJ, the OJ skit. The that OJ shit, shit was, was hilarious. Fucking hilarious. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, so like I said, we're moving. And now we can actually move into the meat of the podcast where we actually want to talk about uh, New York Comic Con, which is the NYCC. And before we get to the shit show that involved race riots, war profiteering, <laughs> and all that good shit, we're going to talk about the – let's talk about DC first. Uh, that, they actually had a good show, man. They actually had a good show. Yeah, I thought it was great. All around, think, too. I don't think any riots broke out with DC. I don't think anybody was thrown out. You know, Maybe they were. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, let let me run down some DC. They got the Rorschach in the Doomsday Clock. They have Constantine come into something on CW. They had an okay Justice League trailer. I mean, that's the Triple Crown. Yep. They did it. Well, I mean, it didn't just blow everybody away. But let's let's they didn't didn't pull a Marvel. Jeez, are you serious? I mean, gosh. They would have had to really try to pull a Marvel. That's yeah. Jeff Johns would have had to come out and do a Nazi salute (laughs) in order for them to do worse. Did he actually come out and say, "Yes, uh, Superman won't be a Nazi"? Or somebody (laughs) said, "Yes." And he said that on Friday. He said that before hardly any of the other shit had happened. (laughs) Oh man. That's the world we live in, where you have to yeah. come out and announce that to make yeah. sure people understand what's going on. I mean, literally, they turned Batman into your worst nightmares in the event they have gone. And it's not as bad as the last Captain America event. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let, let's dig into it, because like you said, the meat of the DC uh, panel was pretty much the Just League trailer. Let, let's just go around the room and the panel and just ask, like, what, uh, Ryan, I know you said it was okay. Uh, Eli, what you thought about it? Um, sure, why not? I don't know. I don't think they needed one. Did we need another Justice League trailer a month out? I don't think so. I didn't think whatever. so. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't think we needed one at all. I think the only thing they could have did is actually hurt their chances. Because remember what they did with BVS, and they kept dropping trailer left, the trailer, the trailer, yeah. the trailer. And then then and whole it, scenes from the movie and shit. Entire, right. Yeah. It wasn't even trailer. It was just clips just showing the movie. Like, why are you doing this? And then they spoil so much of the movie. Like by the time you watch the movie, you've already seen half the movie before the movie even gets in there. Now yeah. I agree that the BVS trailers did that. I don't think this trailer did that. I thought it was just a lot of fighting, 
a lot of little one-liners and smiles. You know, hey, look how light we are. We're jokey, saving yep. the world. Mm-hmm. And then they showed – I thought it was really good how they showed Superman, but they showed him like in a dream. So, yeah, we know Henry Cavill, Cavill was on set. Yeah, or was it? But we know Henry Cavill was on set, but there's still a little bit of question where – Maybe Superman does come back. Maybe he doesn't. I think they pulled that off right. But, yeah, I agree. I don't think we needed another trailer. But at the same time, is what you said, that I think they, they – even though we didn't need another trailer, this was the best trailer they could have pulled off at the time because, like I said, it didn't spoil anything. It didn't ruin anything, and it didn't really get us hyped, but it didn't turn us away from the tra- the, yeah. the movie also. I don't think so. I don't think it hurt the – I don't think it hurt my – uh, expectation of the movie like the last trailer BBS did when Doomsday just popped out of nowhere like, hey, how you yeah, doing? Shit. No. Yeah. It, it, it didn't do that for me, you know. Yeah. And I'm still uh, hoping there's a villain reveal still in the movie. You know, I, hope, I think they're still saving some villain reveals. I want Granny Goodness. Is, I want to see Granny Goodness. I don't want man. This DC universe yeah. is going to dig that deep into it. <laughs> I, I, I've tempered my expectations for DC movies. Yeah. I don't know, but that, I, that, I will say that shot of Wonder Woman where she's walking and she kicks her sword up and catches it. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like a skateboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Yeah. She did an ollie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, oh, and when she had a one-on-one fight with uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty – that was like my favorite scene of, of there right now. Uh, some other things now, – now, here's the thing. We have – like I said, we got Josh Wheaton taking over for Zack Snyder. Is it me, or can you almost can kind of tell which scenes he did and which scenes Zack Snyder did? Everywhere where somebody is smiling and that you can see the smile in the bright, that's the one Josh <laughs> where, it, where he had it's, like, it's, it's he looked the set, yeah. <laughs> it's obvious. It's yeah. Because the thing about with Josh Whedon is that he's a TV director. Yeah. That's that's my thing. Even the Avengers movie when he did them, they were basically high budget TV shows. Even the you first. Almost, you can almost put commercials in those Avengers movies, man. They really were. It was yeah. like, it's cool, but, you know, but Zack Snyder has this grandiose, you know, like it looks like some epic shit when you see it. So when you go from Zack Snyder to Josh Whedon, it's it's yeah. a huge contrast. I kind of got a bone to pick with Zack Snyder, and, I, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but how the hell did he find time to do that other movie that he did, that little YouTube thing? Right. Just all doing all, you know, I, and I, 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 no, I'm not talking shit because the man had a terrible loss, terrible loss. But as a, you know, if I'm just off the cuff speaking, how the hell did he find time to do that YouTube movie? You know how he shot that, right? On like an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, dude? <laughs> that shit looked better than any humans. And that shit was shot on iMac. <laughs> yeah. Where do I buy that iPhone? My pictures are all shitty. What the right. hell? That's just a filter and Final Cut yeah. on his on his I, iMac and shit. I mean, you make it sound easy, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, listen, oh, that's just a filter. Yeah, yeah. He just pushes a button. Yeah, yeah turn down the saturation. Yeah, turn down the saturation. Or... You know, you know, throw a lens flare. It's a preset button. that shit's all on After Effects, man. <laughs> He's probably got like a template he just throws in there. Pretty much, just you know, creates it for him. <laughs> but there are some there are some things I did like about the trailer that I did notice. It's color in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of color, uh, especially because you see some scenes that were in this trailer versus some scenes that were in the last trailer. It's a huge difference between them. Like you know, it was like pitch dark and dark in there versus bright red in this one. So I don't know if that was you know something they were always planning or Josh Whedon just like nope, this is not gonna work. This Zack Snyder's just not gonna work. Let's get some yeah. more color. He's like, I got my own template. Let me throw this in the <laughs> right. on your Photoshop. And we'll yeah. fix it up. 
Because even the dark scenes, you can see the color in the darkness. Like the clouds are red. The clouds are bright. Let's see the red. Let's let's bump up the reds in the clouds. Let's you know get the the gold on what's her face's uh, bikini. Let's brighten that. You know, yeah, this color correction. So we we'll see if the red sky has something to do with the plot. Okay, that's Zack Snyder. But if it's just, if they don't explain the red sky at all, that just means uh, Josh. We just said nope. Brighten that shit up. Y'all need to see this shit. No. So one more thing I did like I I think me personally I think they did improve Cyborg his his special effects huh? I think so yeah. compared to the last one the only th- the, uh, every time I think of Cyborg I just think of him catching Aquaman like a uh it just <laughs> Aquaman's just the manliest guy in the whole thing earlier on they got him with his shirt off and the tattoos and then here's little boy Cyborg yeah I got you buddy and it's like wait what what just happened. But yeah, Cyborg's cool. <laughs> he looks all right. I wanted to see big ass cannons coming out of his arms, dude. Yeah, it's like I cool. said, I tempered my expectations. For I, know, I know, I know. I want to see that shit. I want to hear booyah, but you know, <laughs> yes, yes. Because I, I already feel like I, they've already spoiled that I'm not gonna get black suit Jesus beard Superman. I'm not gonna get that. Yeah. So I want to see everybody die at the end, and then Flash go back in time and save everybody. <laughs> That's what I want. Just, just flat. No, let that be the last scene. Just like when yeah. it comes back, everything just fucking rebooted. <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna get a Green Lantern? Surprise Green Lantern? No. Yes. Uh, I think we will get a Easter egg or a hint or something. Yeah, I'm fine we'll with Green, Green Lantern. I've been because I, I think there's too many characters already. You know, for this one movie where they're still setting up this new universe. So sure. Just yeah. Get these guys in here. If it's successful, bring Green Lantern on next time. You know. Well, I mean, they already got the Dark Side tip. Now what? Where else do they go bigger than Darkseid in the DC universe? Flashpoint, and they do it all over again. No, um, they could they could do like the plot in the Just League Unlimited, where they got to fight the government. Oh, okay. I don't think they'll go. I'm there. just guessing. I mean, they they could, you know. Yeah. Still, it was a good trailer. Didn't give away a lot, but still left people confident. I think. And it didn't fuck up anything. Exactly. Yeah. So. Good job there. It didn't blow me away, but it didn't fuck it up for me. So I'm, I'm cool. It didn't spoil anything. Didn't show Superman. So okay. Now, like I said, uh, we can pretty much move on from DC. Anything left we got to talk about with DC or? Well, Rorschach showed up, but I think we knew that. I think we knew that he was going to show up. We don't know who's under the mask, but it's pretty sure that it's Rorschach. The uh, yeah. the little Watchmen ash can that they gave out had the date of what was it, November second, nineteen ninety two, so, whatever week in December nineteen ninety two or whatever it was. But that was the same week that the Superman, the death of Superman uh, art came out. Oh, oh, so, yeah, that's the only little spoiler tip that we got from that little uh, six page doomsday clock thing that they had at New York Comic Con. So I didn't read that. I I didn't want to spoil it because I feel like doomsday clock is going to set the industry on its own. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm just waiting. waiting. Uh, Milestones at DC or is that not DC? Do you want to talk about milestones? Technically, it's too early. It it's too. It's so early. We don't we, have any we creators. Can, we don't have anything really. We just got Richie Hudson attached to it. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, that's enough for right now. But that's man. enough, right? That's enough to get the get the the ink signed on the dotted line because yeah, Richie, Richie Hudson can get deals happen. Yeah, they've got now, so anything much past that, going on. That's the question. You know, they got so many lines. They're reinvigorating Vertigo next year. They have the milestone line. They have that. Uh, What's the Young Animals line? They have this new line of all kinds of new characters and Wildstorm. DC is doing so much. I'm just hoping they can keep up. Let me ask you this. Ever since Rebirth, 
Have they canceled the book? No, no, and they hang their hat on that. I've heard that's, that's Dan heard Didio. That. I was like, wow, that's insane. Yeah, I've seen Dan Didio tweet that he's excited about that. And now, as soon as he did it, everybody started rumoring, oh, which book is going to get canceled first? Cyborg. <laughs> yes, yeah, Cyborg, right. Um, so, so, yeah, they're yeah, doing but, really well with, with Rebirth, man. You know, you know what, Eli? I yeah. want to say we're the ones that got Milestone back on track. I think y'all were, man. I think we did it. Nobody yeah. else is talking about it. <laughs> well, there you go, Nobody man. Nobody else is talking about so, We'll we'll see. Well, hopefully they'll get some kind of hype train behind it. Uh, I'm excited for Milestone, but the the cynic in me, I don't want to think it. I don't even want to think it. I want to see the mile the Milestone characters make it to the movie universe, man. I think they there's already a market there, especially with Static. You know, but there's you a know market. How there. the comic universe works? Know, if it doesn't work in a comic, it won't. They won't even go to the movies. Basically, comics are the R and D department now. That's what they yeah. are now. So. Well, I'm hoping TV shows, you know, that are coming out, sort of give everybody some room to breathe. It, it doesn't feel like Hollywood lets them breathe at all, lets themselves breathe with new ideas and. But and it, I, but you understand why when you spend a yep. hundred million to two hundred million on a movie, you just can't. Well, let's just risk it and see what happens. You know, Blade Runner, Blade Runner, that should have <laughs> been a Runner. sure thing. Yeah, and now it's not going to make its money back, probably. It's going to be a breeze. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we got the We got the. Han Solo up in here, man. We got this. <laughs> and so yeah, it doesn't work like that anymore. Han Solo yeah. is, I mean, uh, Harrison Ford is not the box office draw he was. Right. Right. 30 years ago or whatever. So uh, now before we actually get to the real shit show, well, let's <laughs> talk about Marvel. Let's talk about the, I guess, the sort of decent stuff that didn't, you know, piss everybody up in Marvel. Uh, did everybody see the Runaways trailer? Yeah. Okay. I, see, I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Okay. Is everybody familiar with the Runaways comic? Not really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I know you know the Runaways comic. Oh yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you know. So we're not gonna spoil it. We're not gonna spoil it. Runaways is a awesome story, and it, it actually, when you read the comic, it's like it's built for a TV show. It's built yeah. for a thirteen episode episodic TV season, and you can just tell it. And if they just recreate that and just do it like it was in the book. They have a hit on their hands. They don't have to do anything else. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just put that book on it. I don't even want to spoil anything from the book because the book was so good with so many twists and turns and things like that. It's like I don't want to spoil it for you because even reading a comic and you get to like one of the last issues, you're like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck just happened? Yeah. You know, turns it on his ear. So. And it's Brian K. Vaughn wrote the, uh, well, the he, comic, he, right? He, right. Is he involved with the TV show? Though? I don't think so, man. But he he was really into TV writing. That's when he started writing for Lost and a bunch of other TV shows back then when he was writing for that Runaways. That would make sense because yeah. Runaways read like a TV show. Yeah. I think the biggest news out of a Runaways TV show is that it's on Hulu. Yep, what, is, but, what is going on at Disney? They don't wait, know where wait, the wait, hell they want to put shows. But doesn't Disney have a stake in Hulu? They do. And yep. that's why everyone was like, well, why are they going to Netflix for their, you know, Punisher and, and we're going to talk about that, but Daredevil and all that stuff. Why are they no, going to Netflix? Because Netflix has a bigger, bigger base. Exactly. And yep. now Netflix raises their prices by a dollar or two. Hulu actually lowered theirs today by a dollar. I didn't know so, that. So, yeah, man, it's really weird how we have all this competition now in streaming services, and I don't really want to buy any of them. I don't want I mean, to I wanna bootleg start- it all. Right, because you start doing so many streaming services, you got Netflix, you got Hulu, you got Amazon Prime. Once you start looking at that, when you cut DirecTV so you can get all stuff, you're going to be paying more than you did for DirecTV. So it's like, 
What's the point? Yeah, you might as well just get cable again. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the whole reason you cut it to begin with. Yeah. And the so, you can need internet to run the shit anyways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm excited for Runner Race. I might actually get Hulu just to watch Runner Race, but I, I because they fuck up these TV shows so much, I'm scared to spend my money on it because they might completely throw out the script of what Runaways was in the comic and just do something completely different. If they do that, I'm gonna be pissed. Hey, I got a- I got Hulu for Community. Oh, got all the episodes Love of Community show. on. Love that show. Is season six on there? Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> the only place it is. I think. Didn't they? Didn't Hulu? Well, like, you know, season six was on Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, that's right. Yahoo was on Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like yeah, I think, Hulu may have a free month, man. If they stream all of them together, all the Runaways, you can marathon it in a week or weekend. Well, they they sent they sent me one uh like two weeks ago, so mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it. But I, you know how you do they they yeah, they lock you in, but you got to put your credit card information in. <laughs> yeah, if you get about the credit card information, then they rebill you next month. I'm like, ah, I don't want to get into all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just all wanted right, to yeah. watch a show. I didn't want to have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't like commitment. That's just my. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like I said, we talk about Runaways. We can also move on to Luke Cage season two, and some bad news that just depressed me when I heard it that Iron Fist will be featured in Luke Cage. Oh season man, two. this is the best news that could have ever happened to <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> no. I mean, I, to Iron Fist. I mean, I, I, I Luke guess, Cage but, can make him better. This is them taking their best show and taking their worst show and teaming them up together. And ruining the good show. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Luke Cage is so awesome. I love that so much. I'm like, what? I, I, oh man, why? Why is he even here? I don't yeah. want him anywhere near the show. Like, go, go somewhere else. They're know? BFFs, man. They're BFFs. I get it. I, I get yeah. it. It's comic lore. You know, <laughs> that's what it was. Luke Cage and Iron Fist, John Byrne, and, yeah. and did Chris Claremont write that? Uh, I think John nah. Burns did the entire thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, he did the entire thing. So yeah, they they fought Sabretooth and ninjas yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, it was whatever. That was then. They're fighting ninjas now. They're fighting ninjas now. They are. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what they do. They fight ninjas, but I don't want this shit. I want like season season one of Luke Cage, especially like the first seven episodes, were like some of my favorite Netflix. Thing yeah. with it. Well, other than Punisher and and, and uh, Daredevil, that shit was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. that shit was fucking awesome. But the, the, I I love the Luke Cage dynamic before it just went all comic booky with with, Di- with Diamondback. See, but now I, I liked it when it got comic booky. I, I really I, did. I didn't hate it like everybody else did. I didn't yeah. hate it, but it, it definitely took a deal. I so. I I think it's I, I think it's okay. They're not just gonna ditch. Iron Fist, man. You know, they're just not going to lose any of these four properties and now five. Thing, huh? They're still going to try to push it and make it a thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Like Taylor Kitsch in the 2000s. Okay. And that dude, that poor actor who is Iron Fist, he posted like something on Twitter of him back in the gym doing his, you know, ninja stuff, his ninja training. And man, he took such a beating from people. I don't even know why people are on Twitter. You're just going to get now, your ass kicked. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Iron Fist season one is almost teetering on the so bad it's good entertainment. Oh, I don't know about that. I, no, you think they were going for like laugh at. It's so bad. Some shit I laugh at on the show. I think it would have been better if they were going for like a quote unquote bad kung fu movie vibe. You know, I That's think it would have been better. Done. Yeah. <laughs> they they should have just went all in. If they would have did that and like made fun. But see, that kind of tone wouldn't fit with the rest of the Netflix you know. Yeah, the higher ups. Maybe that's what they did in the higher ups. Like, nah, you have to edit it. And he's like, I don't know if I can. 
I don't know if I can edit this and make it better. <laughs> Just leave it the way it is. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. When's now that? they have a they have a, a premiere date for that? No, they don't even have a Punisher premiere date. They don't have no premiere dates. Or Sorry. did they? Or did they? Hmm. Okay, Segway. now we can now, see. I like what you did, Ryan. Yeah. You did a segue. Hey, That's I do what this. We do business called a segue. That's yes. So. Break it down. So, Pod, podcast manual chapter three. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we can actually get to the shit show. <laughs> Beginning of it. Oh so another part of Marvel's uh Marvel's uh panel that they also had the Punisher come in. Or actually or he didn't not. come in because of course <laughs> or not. Yeah. Because like I said, we had the tragedy that happened not this week, but last week, where uh, you know, we had the Vegas shooting that happened, and of course Marvel pulled uh Punisher from the from their panel that they were going to put on in. A lot of people got upset. A lot of people were, you know, bitching why did they take the punish off and punish enough to blame for everybody getting shooting and things like that. But I've been hearing some some other things. I don't know. It may be a rumor. But, you know, at first they were saying that they pulled the Punisher trailer. Some people are saying they didn't pull the Punisher trailer. Some people are saying they pulled the Punisher for this weekend. Mm. Yeah, like they didn't have I a heard, release date. I, right? I did hear this is a rumor, too. And I don't know if it's true because I think I read it on Movie pilot or whatever the fuck. Outright geek. Outright geek. Outright geek. Like assholes. Fucking <laughs> <Like> assholes. <laughs> That's why he's on the show now. He's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta defend my shit. <laughs> yeah. He came to give us a spanking for that shit. Yeah. Last night. <laughs> yeah, he's writing this up this week. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is all just a fucking inspection. Yeah. The show will never <laughs> see the light of day. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I heard um, that at the panel, that they were going to announce the date, and it was supposed to be, like, next weekend. Uh, well, I don't know, because they got Stranger Things. I made November. I would have said middle of November is when they would have – and they can still do that. They can still say it's coming out in the middle of November. Yeah, and that's what, what we I all heard, thought. We all thought it was going to be around November. But yeah. Like, November. yeah. But what that's I supposed to be their big announcement. Yeah, like – Go home. I heard it yeah, was drop next weekend. this weekend. Yeah, next like, weekend. This, we're supposed to be watching it right now. Yeah, like, like Beyonce – when she just drops an album out of nowhere and he just goes playing, I talk about Beyonce a lot on this platform. Dude, that, that's, that's there's worse things to talk about. I, I just say it. I don't know why we always go there, but anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they were gonna do that when they just drop it like a mixtape out of anywhere, like oh shit, Punisher's here. We were just yeah. gonna just watch Punisher the entire weekend, just binge it, you know. Yeah. That's why they didn't have a date. But you know, when they said you know this happened, it kind of lay low. Now I just wanted to get some opinions about it because I know we have I, I, Eli. I know you've been holding it in. Yeah, so. yeah. I... <laughs> So, like I said, we could just we could just go around the room because I have some thoughts about this too. I want to talk about about them pulling Punisher because of oh for whatever reason for pulling Punisher. Period. You know. You want to know my thoughts? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, go for it. On pulling. Yeah. Well, go for it. it's kind of hard to you know to be mad at a about something you didn't know when it was going to be released. So, but people are doing a damn good job of it. No yeah. Shit. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get. The, I, I get why they pull it. I get why they, they pro, or postpone the, the panel. I get there's a sensitivity in the air. But, yeah, in the end, I yeah, I'm a little peeved because, you know, I've been waiting for this. And, you know, don't I, – I, like I said, it's, it's – and I covered this on Geek Sabs. I went, I went into it on lengthy, you know, rant on, a bit, on it there. But, you know, in the end, it, it's, it's entertainment. Let me let – us, let us enjoy our entertainment because this is how we deal with tragedy. You know what I'm saying? This is how we cope with these things. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Ryan, um, you want to give some yeah, insight? Yeah, I, okay. 
I mean, I don't know anything about what's going to happen in The Punisher. I don't know if there's maybe a similar scene. Oh, well, sure. Exactly. So obviously there's going to be at least a little bit of comparison. But I think when you do this as a creator, you are the one who is making the comparison. Yeah. You're suggesting to your audience that what happened in real life also happened in our show, so you shouldn't watch our show right now. Now, yeah. with that said, is that a good PR move or a bad PR move? I think either way you look at it, it's a good move because they're covering their ass. Yeah. And what they're doing is for the people who are waiting for this, they're like, oh, shit. Even if it's subconsciously, they're saying, oh, shit, this was as bad as this asshole douchebag who actually shot a bunch of real people. This is so bad that they couldn't show it, and that's why they want to see it anyway. At least that's part of why they want to see it. You know. Now, I think Punisher is not as cut and dry as that. He's got layers, and there's complexity to him. And while we don't know anything about the shooter, he's a real guy, and he's the lowest of the low. He's a dirtbag. Everything they keep bringing out about him is worse and worse. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. But Punisher, dude, we have you know some some context. We know why he is layered the way he is and why he does the thing he does. And he's not shooting a bunch of innocent people at some place. He's a hero, whether you want to say he's an anti-hero or not. And I think in times when it's tough, at least for me personally, and I know I'm a comic book geek, but I use my heroes as a crutch to get through life, man. Spider-Man helped me get through life. Punisher, maybe for some people, helped them get through a tough time. Yeah. And I don't know. It, like Eli said, it's a tough thing. I really want to see it too. I understand what they're doing, but damn. I think when you give in to terrorism, and yes, I'm going to say this is terrorism. When you give in to terrorism anyway, you terrorists win. Yeah. But a lot of people don't want to say it's terrorism. I don't give a shit what they want to say. Okay. I don't know how you can define it any other way. If it had been a brown dude, they sure as hell would have called it terrorist. Oh yeah, they would just oh, say yeah. terrorist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I don't. I don't. Just as it's some old white dude, it's still terrorism. You know, I don't know what he was going to be terrorizing. You don't have to have some big giant thing that you're supporting to be a terrorist. You know, you don't have yeah. to be for Islam or for whatever. This is to a, be a terrorist. This, yeah, this is a public threat. Yeah, you know? when you litter, they're not saying you're littering for some cause. You're just a litterer. This dude is a, a freaking maniac. He's yeah. a terrorist. And yeah, now, I, now, I now the, nec the next fucking show I go to, I'm going to be looking around like, oh, shit, who's, you know, who's yeah, well, coming in? That's what terrorism is. It promotes terror. You're, yeah, you're going to have yeah, to take you're, your shoes yeah. off and shit at the yeah. concerts, and you're not going to be able to take anything into a concert with you anymore. And yeah. you already can't smoke in there. Shit, come on. I'm so – I yeah, man. I get so mad. Sorry. Okay. You got went political on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but let me give my take on that whole situation because I've, I've heard you guys' points, and I want to add my point in that also. I think Marvel pulling Punisher was a complete – it was a PR move, and it was to protect the Punisher when it was all said and done with it because we don't want to admit this. But this is bigger than Vegas. Mm. This situation, what happened in Vegas, reunited a whole nother uh, argument that we've been dealing with for a very long time that nobody wants to seem to talk about. And it's gun control. Yeah. And the thing is, we understand Punisher is fake. Punisher is not real. He's fictional. He's fantasy. But at the same time, you can I'm not saying he is, but some people could make the argument that he promotes gun violence. You know, you got you got the, a lot of guys in the NRA right now use Punisher as a mascot. 
he is their guy. A lot of guys in law enforcement, a lot of guys in the military. Amer- American as Sniper. As that was his yeah. – he wore that shit on his – he had a hat, a Punisher hat or on, exactly. his, on his flat jacket or something. He had the Punisher skull, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we understand, you know, and, and like I said, Vegas is still fresh in our mind. It is a time-sensitive situation. So putting that show out there right now may be in bad taste as of right now. But we all know how this goes. We get into these shootings. Two weeks later, we move on to something else, and then yeah. we should go back to doing what we were doing yeah. before. They're finding out. They finding out. This bump yeah. stock thing or whatever that made these weapons even more deadly, it was like, what, eight rounds a second instead of five. But, yeah, completely free. Comple- I mean, oh, completely yeah. legal online. Yeah. yeah, so they're making they, it about bump stocks now, not about actual guns or anything. So, yeah, <laughs> they, they deflect to something that they know that they can get away with and – yeah, you're right. It, it is better for for Marvel to just take the safe the safe. Because thing. the thing is, it it is it would be so easy for the media to latch on to Punisher. Yeah. As a as in the crosshairs, just a target of see this like like the video game argument or like yeah. uh the rap music argument or you know, heavy metal and like or like heavy metal. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons comics yeah, even. Yeah. I mean, comics. You know they what? pulled. They the, didn't, they, didn't they delay the Matrix or something back after Columbine happened? They like yeah. They, they delayed did, yeah. the Matrix. They pushed yeah. the Matrix back. That was actually better <laughs> for the story of the Matrix because it was released on Easter and there's all like the Jesus stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> BTS released on Easter, but well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that if they would have latched on the Punisher and then make put the Punisher in the crosshairs. That would hurt their new show that they're trying to bring out, and that's costing them money because we can say what we want to say, but not all publicity is good publicity. Like we could yeah. talk about Ghost in the Shell, we could talk about Ghostbusters, we could talk about uh, any number of show, uh, uh, Birth of a Nation. We could talk about any number of shows that have gotten bad publicity or gotten the target of the media, and it's costing them money in the long run. So Marvel doesn't want to, that, that the same thing to happen to Punisher, which is easy for the media to do. It's easy yeah. for the media to just throw something up there, the public to catch on to it, turn on it just as quickly, and then you're done. And yeah. not only would it fuck the Punisher, it'll fuck up anything else they had before then or after. Just so, 30, a 30-second clip of him shooting up someplace, and boom, there's their... You know, that's all anybody yeah, watches anyway. The clip, yeah, 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 the clip, the clip in Daredevil where he's shooting up the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they show that shit. They take it out of context. People see it. That's it. It's it's yeah. it's on. And I saw well, the and- shit. I saw the shit. I like, like the day after the shooting, I saw arguments, threads about because they had the big giant Punisher poster in Times Square. Promoting yeah, right. the Comic Con, and they, and I saw. I don't think they ever took it down either. Yeah, I no. saw just threads. The, the whole thread just blowing up with people. Oh, the white man with the gun fantasy. Uh, and I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. Punisher's getting canceled so, now. My timeline. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's my whole thing about that. So, like I said, this whole thing is time sensitive. Give Punisher two weeks, we'll forget about it. They can put Punisher out, and it'll be fine. It'll be completely off anybody's radar, and, they, and everybody will just enjoy it. So, I understand people are mad Punisher didn't come out at the time, and some of you assholes are acting like you're more mad about you not watching The Punisher than thirty, you know, sixty people dying. Exactly, today. dude. Yeah. So, like, get your fucking priorities straight. And, and you know, shit, there's just gonna be another shooting. Yeah. And that's the problem. There's and a shooting that's, every that's, day. That's the that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's so, sad thing. You're gonna postpone. It's not gonna be as big as this fifty-six one. But again, like you said, that's the thing. The next shooting, unless it hits, you know, fifty. No one's going to talk about it because we have a new high bar that everybody's got to yeah. hit. Because some know? asshole's going to try to break his record. 
Exactly, dude. And he's exactly. buying guns left and right right now. Yeah. To try to break the record. And we're not doing anything to stop it. And they're going to blame John Bernthal and, and freaking comic book TV show. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Right. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Like I said. Blame Superman for somebody jumping off a building next, right? <laughs> what the hell? Right. <laughs> Uh, uh, like I said, now, part two of uh, Marvel shit show. <laughs> uh, like I said, we also had a, a retailer's Q&A that happened this weekend, oh, and man. it got a little rowdy. Uh, you had a couple retailers shout some things that they didn't like. They uh, basically – they had Tom Brevoort, uh, some other guys up there, and the retailers basically voiced their opinion how they didn't like females, blacks, and homos in their comics replacing – their comic characters they've had for decades and years and things like that, and it got pretty heated, and it got to an argument that's been all over the news. Well, all over the nerd news, not not real news. You know, they yeah. don't care about the shit. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I, here's here's my thing. Okay, guys, like I said, it seems like a print, print, uh, simple story, but this is the same thing that Marvel has been saying. Not Marvel. Now Marvel has been saying this for the last last few months, or maybe even like the last year. Everybody wants to get mad that Marvel has been saying uh, they don't want diversity. Marvel never said that they don't want diversity. They said the retailers told them they didn't want diversity. So where were they at at a Q and A retailers? Where the retailers were telling the exact same thing that Marvel said that they said a year ago that they don't want diversity. So do we owe Marvel an apology? Uh, uh, Marvel, Marvel still owes us an apology, but <laughs> I mean, I guess that works both ways. I, I, I Am just, I supposed to feel bad that they were getting berated by people who didn't like their comics? No, I don't care what they were bitching about, but they're right in the point to bitch at you for your comics at this point anyway. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, yeah, but, again, like are these retailers like thinking like they're bitching about Marvel and their diversity, but. Uh, what about like all those Wonder Woman books that they're selling right now with a gay female and all this or shit? Or signals. <laughs> Batman's selling. They got signal coming. They have uh what Wally. They got two Wallies. I mean, I'm not saying DC is overrun with diversity, but they still have everyone. I think that's what Marvel's big problem was: simultaneously creating diverse characters based on traditional characters, and then. Doing away with or killing off or changing completely their existing characters. And I think if you give the haters what they want, it's sort of like, you know, if you're eating dinner, you throw your dog something over in his bowl. So he leaves you the hell alone while you're eating dinner. I think that's the same sort of thing that that they should have done and they didn't. And yeah. So so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So is this forced diversity? What Marvin's been doing for like the last. This decade or whatever, is this forced diversity? I, yeah, I think. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think there's another way to put it. I think any diversity that you're doing can be construed as forced. But if you take everything into consideration, the fact that to announce Thor, the changes to Thor when they changed gender and, and made her a new character, they announced it on The View. All right, you don't go and announce something on the number one daytime show watched 90% female. You don't do that unless you are making a push. For diversity in order to meet a bottom line, and that is to bring in new female readers. Right. And it's now a that, character that none of us have even seen yet. They already exactly. announced it. You know? right. Yeah. And they, they did that again and again. And then also making these grand announcements about – like when Bruce Banner died, 
that was a huge part of Civil War II. That was on the cover, Hawkeye killing him, of right. one of the issues. They made a huge deal about that. When Iron Man died, they made a huge deal about that in an event. They were, And even when Steve Rogers lost his youth, do you remember that when he became all old and that's when originally Falcon right, became – Right, 90 years old. Yeah. Right. They made a big deal out of that about changing all of these characters while also making a big deal about their push for diversity. Now, and it's just my opinion, I think they would have done much better if they would have made their push for diversity while also keeping their old characters or, you know, keeping yeah. the traditional characters. Yeah. Now, you okay, can make, so, make Captain okay. America old for a month and then bring him back but say, you know what, you've been doing such a great job as Cap. I'm going to become whatever it was, Nemo or what the hell was it? I don't know. So yeah, don't let, know. Me ask you, let me ask you this then. Like I said, we, we've come to this far. Yes. So let me ask everybody right now. Is diversity killing comics? No. <laughs> I think forced diversity, the way Marvel is doing it, because of the problems I said with their the method that they use to push the diversity, I think that is, yes, hurting – not killing, but it's definitely hurting the industry. Marvel has one-third of the market, and if that drops off even a little bit, Marvel guys just don't jump ship and go read DC. They want to read Marvel comics, and they want to read the Marvel comics that they want. And I think that we've pretty much proved that theory correct, that the people who read Marvel are asshole fanboys who are finicky and set in their ways. So when that part of that market drops off, it's a whole drop to the market. It's not like, oh, I'm not watching this show. Let me go watch this show. Right. No, it's I'm not reading Avengers, so I'm not going to go read Justice League. I'm not You're reading saying they're not going to read Valiant? Yeah, right? <laughs> But well, they need more so than eight different. books. They need more than eight books a month. Yeah, it's different. It's a time machine called the '90s. I mean, that's really what Valiant is, and that's not that a knock on. The, that's not a knock on Valiant. They do it right, but oh, don't worry about knock Valiant. on the fans. Well, I, I thought Valiant was totally original. It was everything new, and because because yeah. Harbinger is totally not a ripoff of X Men. But yeah, Exo <laughs> is not Iron Man with aliens in there. <laughs> but Blood, Bloodshot I think I, isn't a ripoff of Punisher and Deadpool put into one body. Yeah. So I think, or, yeah, I think diversity we're... is not killing comics. I think diversity – I think diversity is actually one of the things that props comics up, dude. And if you look at the genesis of the X-Men, for example, it was all because they wanted to make at least a statement about diversity. Uh, I think but, Marvel has always done they, things. That's what they wanted to do, but did they really pull it off? Uh, back then, I think for some hippie college kids who were reading that stuff, sure. Because when I was seventies, yeah. Because let's let's say the sixties. Okay, they wanted to make an analogy about that, you know, uh, civil rights movement in the sixties. There's a bunch of white guys. Oh, definitely. Then, oh, yeah. Let, let's fast forward to the seventies. Okay, they decided to make a little bit diverse. You know, they made the first black female. Uh, they made Thunderbird. You know, they made Sunfire. You know, they made all these guys. Huh. Uh, Thunderbird died in like how many issues? Was like, he, so like did two? he die in a plane yeah. crash and shit? Like, so yeah, yeah some shit, whatever. Uh, they were really uh, uh, heartbroken about it though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sunfire just left. He said, "Fuck it, I live." So he yeah. disappeared all of a sudden. So now you really just got a whole bunch of white guys and a, and a blue guy. And, and storm, you know. Yeah, so, as you push through the 70s, I think what happens is you get what happened in the 80s with the deregulation that came along with Reagan, and they were making everything just bigger than it should have been. Transformers, GI Joe, Star Wars kind of was the you know genesis of that. But uh, I think comics found itself, especially in the 80s, found itself in a place where it wasn't quite sure where it belonged. 
Was it advertising for other stuff? Was it stuff on its own? And then meanwhile, you have DC creating some of that's, the that's another question landmark shit of all time during that Se- same period. Segway. Oh, well, not segue, but sidebar. Okay, in the 80s, was Transformers, when Marvel was making those books, were they canon? Yes. It, it, IDW picks and chooses their canon now, but uh, yes, a lot of that is canon. No, I mean, I mean Marvel. Uh, like, yes, as far as well, like they right. were like what happened to Transformers happened in the Marvel universe, like Avengers, whatever. It's, you know? it's a little complicated because the way they set it out is the TV show happened in and of itself, but the comic would borrow from the TV show. Like when Hot Rod after the movie, Hot Rod was the main guy. Hot Rod pretty much became the main guy in the comic too. But with okay. that said, in Europe, there was also a Marvel line of Transformers comics that were completely different than anything going on in America from the show or the comic. And that actually went on for like 180 issues longer than the American run did. Holy yeah. shit, the Vikings won. Well, God damn. Yeah. Well, game's, uh, game's over. No more Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So now now you're talking about uh, – shit, where do we, where we leave off? Well, the 80s and, and Marvel yeah. losing themselves. And then you get to the 90s. They're in the, in the toilet. And now do they really even know where they stand? If you look at the 90s coming out with them selling off X-Men, selling off Fantastic Four, selling off um, everything pretty much except the Avengers – the Avengers were in the toilet at that time, which is why nobody wanted them. They get right. Bendis in there. They get Casada in there, and they do Avengers disassembled and then put who? Spider-Man and Wolverine on the freaking Avengers team, the two biggest characters that they don't own. Right. And they sort of rebuild the Avengers, and now they're the big man on the totem pole now here 20, 30 years later. They don't know what to do. They, I, I honestly feel that Marvel just is, has grown so big that they don't know what to do. This is what I think. This is what I think Marvel is trying to do. They failed spectacularly, but this is what they're trying to do. Like I said, all this – you can say force diversity, you can say diversity, whatever they're trying to do. They're trying to expand their marketplace. They realize as a comic book market, they are leaving money on the table. I hate to say it. As of right now, there's a lot of black people that just aren't reading comic books. They don't care for it. For one thing, they don't really like about it because they don't like how the characterization of the characters begin with. You know, yeah. Uh, Falcon, Luke Cage, until recently was a pretty terrible character. You know, yeah, you got uh, Black Panther, but pretty much every other black character is whatever. Same thing. Women, a lot of women do not like to read comics because, yeah, well, the comic book fans are assholes. One thing, so that's one reason. Well, and they objectify women in a lot of those comics. And they objectify well, right? You, I yeah. mean, you got this one guy with a whole bunch of armor on him, and then you got the woman with damn red Sonia, red Sonya. right? And and she's supposed to fight a battle. So, yeah, women don't want to read shit like that when obviously designed for a man. So they have a problem with it. it, it basically, comics have like for the last 80 years have comics uh, uh, marketed to one demographic. And yeah. they realize that now it's a problem because they need to expand to get that market as big as they can. So that's where they have all these characters like Reed Williams popping out of nowhere and Korean Hulk popping out of nowhere and Black Captain America popping out of nowhere and Miles Morales popping out of nowhere. So they're trying to expand the fan base to get more characters in. Problem yeah. is, it didn't work. It almost feels like they're trying to live up to their legendary status. And they've grown to have this status of, yes, the X-Men were this placeholder for equal rights and, you know, Luke Cage and Rhodey and all of these characters and even Miles Morales to an extent and Miss Marvel. And those were flashing the pans, in my opinion. Miles Morales and Miss Marvel, 
I, I don't think that's the norm. But I think they're trying to make that the norm, and they're trying to live up to some sort of – I don't know, man. They've been put on a pedestal by the fan base, yeah, it's, and they're it, trying to live up to something that they truly never lived up to. That just happened to be what happened. And it sounds like yep, they're, they're trying, trying, they're trying to, to recreate lightning in a bottle. Basically. And they're yeah. trying to they're trying to pat themselves on the back for it and shit. Oh, right? that's yes. By, uh, announcing all this dive. Oh, look at yeah. When the, the we're gonna like like what they did with Red Wolf and and Dino Girl or I mean Moon oh, Girl yeah, with, with his Red, leather tassels. Yeah, Red and all this shit. Like, Christ, you know, like oh, we're gonna we're 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 trying to we're, we're trying to hook all the darkies and they're reading fucking comic books now. So we're creating comics for them, but they sucked and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we, we see through this shit, right? Yeah. We, we see through America, you know. Uh, we, dude, we see as a through- white dude, as a white dude, it almost feels like Marvel is pandering to white people who feel bad for being white. <laughs> white guilt, huh? It is. It almost feels <laughs> like they're pandering thing, to so. white guilt in a way, man. You know? Hey, and I am hey. white. I can't help but have white guilt, but I'm not going to read Riri because I got white guilt. Don't feel I'm bad. Black and I don't read Riri. Yeah. Exactly. You're black. You don't even read Riri. Right. Damn it. <laughs> I've got to read it because you won't even stand up for it, Leroy. <laughs> <Right. Yes. laughs> I've got to buy it now. Because I, I see the pandering. I see yeah, it. Yeah, man. I'm like, first off, uh, Brian Michael Bendis does not how to does not know how to write a 14-year-old black female. He doesn't. he doesn't know how to write a 14-year-old Hispanic black guy. Right. I haven't liked Ultimate Spider-Man for 5, 10 years, dude. I haven't liked it. He, he's he's lost it. Anybody else touch it but Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm reading this and I'm like, I, I can't read this shit. I can't, you know. I tried. I, I, I gave it. I'm not like these other fanboys that just look at the cover. Oh, I'm not gonna buy it, you know. Burn <laughs> right. it on YouTube and shit like that. I'm not doing that. I'll actually give it a chance. Yeah. I'll read this shit. Some of the characters I'm kind of growing on. Some characters I'm on the fence about. Some like, nah, I, I can't fuck with that. I can't do it. But at least I'm giving them a chance. But yes, yeah. Marvel is trying to. But I'm not blaming it on the characters. I am blaming on the shitty writing. Yeah, That's definitely. What I'm blaming it on. Like yeah. if if they put Riri in there and just had a better writer with it or made her more relatable or actually like a real character, yeah. then I would you know gravitate to her more. And I still think that if another if another writer were to get their hands on Riri, she might actually turn into a good character. But that's so. right now what they're doing right now. She's not working. Man, remember when the biggest problem with Riri was that J. Scott Campbell cover that made her all hot? Remember oh, that? <laughs> that was the biggest problem with her. And now it's like, damn, I wish they would have just left that cover alone. Cause and that's and that's the thing. Like they're trying to market Riri to another demographic. They're marketing Riri to a demographic that doesn't buy comics. Yeah, who? So who you're, making, you're making a book for an uh, imaginary audience. What about Moon Girl? Nobody buys that shit. Yeah, I don't know any eight year olds even reading comics. Right. And I mean, I don't know any eight year old, you know, black ah, children. Uh, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if they're buying Moon Girl. I, just, I don't know. And I'm, I'm gonna keep saying. I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again. Mosaic. Yeah, he's actually hey, kind of a compelling character too. About, everybody keeps getting pissed off. Why, why are you taking our characters? Why don't you make your own characters? First off, that's a fucked up statement to begin with. Even saying exactly that. no so, shit. What do you mean, so when you, you actually, people? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? You know. But when Marvel actually goes out of the way to make an original character. Put uh, people of color artists and writers on the book, and they sell the book, and it's an original character that's not a remake of another character. Nobody buys the fucking Nobody book. Nobody buys it, dude. I was reading Nighthawk by David F. Walker. It was the best Batman book I was reading at the time. And it, it was, was awesome. Six issues. Six fucking issues. I was so mad. It was so cool. Like what the fuck? So Marvel is doing the stuff you want to do, and you still bitch, bitching and playing it. Yep. But what? They just wanted reason. They just wanted an excuse to bitch. They want they. 
They don't like what's happening, so they're like, no, what about this? And then when this happens, then they still bitch. It's just like the NFL protest, dude. We don't want you protesting in the streets. Oh, okay, I'll protest peacefully. Oh, you can't do that shit either, asshole. What now you, you have people about? protesting the protest. Dude, and it's the white dude who was paid to be there. <laughs> right. He was paid. He got Secret Service walking his ass in and out, going and getting him hot dogs and beers. We we all know what that was. We know Dude, that was no shit. Stuff. It was staged as hell. It was staged exactly. We know what that was. Oh my gosh, it was uh, it was so transparent. The only people who aren't going to see it are the blind people who wouldn't have seen it if Trump would have come out and said, "Yeah, this is what we're doing." They still would have ignored. Oh no, it. he he said that. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he 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 said that he told Mike Pence to do that if he sees uh, anybody kneeling. He knew people were going to kneel. He knew people were going to kneel. It was a setup. The entire uh, thing was a setup. Yeah. People crazy, man. People are just crazy. Yeah. Back to comics. Okay. Yeah, back to comics. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are we on step three of Marvel's terrible weekend? Oh, no, no. We got one more fuck up. Uh, <laughs> what, the last fuck up we have. I, the I arms deal. Okay. The last group we're going to talk about is somebody help me out with this. I don't have the information for him right now. Is it Northam Gundam? It's Something. Northrop Grunham. Yeah, there we go. Northrop, oh, yeah. What's a Grunham? I, I thought it, it was, a Grunham I thought like it was a North, North Pro Gunman. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Hammer. It's Hammer Industries. Yeah. That's what it is. So that's what I don't understand what Marvel is fucking doing, man. They're teaming up with the fifth highest weapons contractor in the country. This is basically the bad guy of half their movies. Dude, like, like seriously, you're looking at Iron Man 1. You're looking at Incredible yeah. Hulk. You're looking at Iron Man 2. You're looking at Iron yeah. Man 3. You're looking at Ant-Man. Maybe you can even count Captain America First Avenger as the bad guys also. So Marvel preaches one thing overall. These yeah. guys that make weapons, they're evil. So you're saying that in your comments, and you're saying that's the message you're trying to tell everybody. Then you go behind uh, everybody's back, and you do business with them? Like, Dude. That's hypocritical. Dude, that's I don't the know. shit I don't I don't know what is going on at Marvel. Who is fucking running Marvel? Who is in charge? Ike Perlmutter, remember? Oh, is, yeah. is he? Is Mark, Mike, but here's the thing. If, if Perlmutter was in charge, then this whole Gundam thing that's going on right now, uh, Justin Hammer's shit, that actually would make sense. Well, yeah, I could just see him in a cigar glove talking to all of his billionaire buddies, and one of them's Ike. the Northrop gun, Gunman. And he's like, hey, Ike. I bought, I got my grandson had a great idea for a comic named after our killing machines. Could <laughs> right. you make us a comic? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'll get my guys on that. You know the biggest problem for me? Joe Casada had no idea it was happening. That's the problem. <laughs> Dude, Who is what? Marvel? Joe Casada literally came out and said, "Oh yeah, I found found out about it when you did. I think it was a messaging." I, I think problem. I think he said it on Twitter. I, I saw the same message. What the he- Dude, you're the COO. What do you know? Right. Joe Casada, what do you have going on? I bet he's seen Infinity War, that asshole. Exactly. But he can't keep up with yeah, but he can't keep up with his comic book company hanging out with arms dealers. Uh right. I mean it makes sense, but like I said, a lot of people don't know that Ike Perlmutter runs Marvel and he is a huge Trump supporter. He put like millions into Trump's campaign. So I, I don't he's know how been, a lot of he, he's been called out for maybe cabinet positions. Exactly. Trump. That's that's uh, what they've been doing. Anybody, any billionaire that has been putting money in Trump's pocket, Trump has been basically, you know, I'll I'll pay you back. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So yeah, it's not a scratching. Lot it's a little lower than the back. Kissing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's the it's the good old boy system. That's that's yeah, what's going exactly, on. Exactly. Right exactly. 
So can we talk about comics again? Okay. Are, are we still talking about comics? Okay, I don't so know. <laughs> I think I understand what they were going for. Like they have an aerodynamic STEM, you know, science, technology, math. I get it. But, you know, so does Google. So does uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, that's a that's a good guy. Everybody in the liberal side on the right, they all love him. All the sides love Elon Musk. There are just so many other companies that you could team up with. Dude, you don't think Elon Musk would jump at the chance to be compared to a real-life Iron Man? Exactly. Dude, like, he, uh, I like, bet like he goes to sleep. I bet he goes, yeah, The weekend's got a comic. Elon Musk <laughs> can't get a Marvel comic? Right. <laughs> so... I, I think that includes – so basically, what do we all give Marvel's weekend of, of New York Comic Con? Uh, you know, it would have been probably a D-plus before they announced a Gambit and Rogue book, but it's definitely an F now. <laughs> yeah, Nobody needs a Gambit and Rogue book. Nobody, Nobody needs, wants it. Unless it's X-rated, no one wants that. Okay. Uh, and then you had me excited about a storm book. Until you told me ten of <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like here's here's yeah. a, here's a hundred dollars, and you slap me in the face with, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, him uh, Coates exploring her, you know, fear of enclosed places for twenty issues. Oh my god, man. Yeah. Oh well. Hey. Right. Why does Marvel still have this guy on board? That's what I'm. He's not even a real comic writer. <laughs> he's not. Dude, he's writing for the Atlantic if they, if they fire him, that, uh, they're going to get shit on for oh, like, no they shit. They cancel Black Panther right now. No. Marvel has a shit storm on their hands. Yeah. yeah. They, that, because they already had a shit storm when they had the other Black Panther book. They had the World of Wakanda and Black Panther the Crew. Two books that nobody bought. Nobody was reading. Yeah. Nobody bought. They canceled both those books after shit. like the second issue. Shit, they so canceled they, World of Wakanda before the first issue launched. Right. Yeah. You know why? Because it well, for one reason, it launched on the same day as Secret Empire One. Yeah, that's true. So we don't want World of Comics. We want a Nazi cap. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike so, Perlmutter. I approve this message. <laughs> right. So so they announced two books that nobody bought, and then when the news media got a hold of it, oh, Marvel is canceling Black Panther. They didn't say what book they canceled. Yeah. They just said Black Panther. Everybody freaked the fuck out. Yeah. See, this is the shit we're talking about. How are you going to do this shit to Black Panther? Like, first off, it's a book you didn't even buy to begin with. You even heard about it. That you wouldn't have bought to begin with. So what are you really mad about? So people, it's, it's like people are, have a knee-jerk reaction like they're waiting for something to get mad about. Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're making up shit to get mad about. I'm waiting so. for something to get happy about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody wants to be happy. Nobody wants yeah. to be happy. Yeah. So... Yeah, that concludes Marvel's shit show. Now we can uh, actually talk about it. Now, here's the reason I left this for, for last. This is the reason I left it for last, because I knew this show was going to be heavier than what it normally is. So I wanted to brighten up a little bit so now we could talk about something that we all really like. Hopefully. We'll talk about it in a second. We already uh, we're talking talk about, about Wu-Tang. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about Wu-Tang again. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about the Star Wars The Last Jedi trailer. Uh, is this the first official trailer, guys? The second. Uh, yeah, I think it's the first long. I think yeah, they had like a little counting, teaser. We're not counting. Yeah, that don't teaser. count. So, uh, let's just go around, roll around the panel. What do we, what do we all think? What do we all think? What'd you think? I love you it. Think I love I it. Love it. <laughs> I, love I, it. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I wasn't even excited for it at first. That's the thing. Like, I really wasn't excited for last, uh, last, last night. Yeah, last night, last, like the Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't excited for the movie, uh, movie at all. I was like, uh, another Star Wars. Because I'm, I'm honest with you, these Disney movies are draining my love for Star Wars. 
I love Star Wars. I really do. Yeah, I, I bleed Star Wars. But Disney is killing me. So after I'm and I'm hearing all this bad shit that's going on, and I'm just like, Last Jedi is coming out. It's like, eh. even even the teaser trailer really didn't catch my attention. Either. I saw it. And I was like, eh, whatever. But I saw this. And I'm like, oh shit, this shit looks awesome. Like graphics wise, CGI wise, action wise, pacing wise, the uh, Mark Hamill. Dope as hell, man. All the vehicles are just so dope. Yeah, it's, they stand oh, out. It yeah. looks like they have practical effects. They may not be, but they look like practical effects. You know, uh, Mark Hamill is actually in this movie because here's the thing: Mark Hamill, unlike Harrison Ford, actually gives a shit. Yeah. So he's he a actually, fan. He's a fan. He's a fan. Like he's not just there to collect a paycheck. He actually, you know, wants to make a good movie. You know, so that's why I'm excited to see a movie where Mark Hamill gets to be Mark Hamill. And because Mark Hamill is an awesome actor, you know, I think he's a better actor now than he was 30, 40 years ago. Oh, easily. Definitely. Easily. You know, so even when he was uh, like at the Star Wars panel, man, you know, like uh, I can't remember, I guess a couple years ago last or something like that. And they had all these guys coming like Harrison Ford. He didn't give a shit. He gave, asked a couple questions and left. Harrison Ford's attitude. If I could just stop you, Harrison Ford's attitude is really shitty. I'm sorry. He should be. He should act a little bit more grateful. I think. When I'll be honest with you. It's not like he looks every like a douchebag. It's not like every 70 year old actor in Hollywood is pretty much the same way. Yeah. What's the dude? Bruce uh, Willis the same way. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones seems like a same like a way. Prick. They don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry. Go ahead. Back to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's so, dead. Yeah. Han's dead. They replaced him with a penguin. <laughs> the porg. I think that's the porg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you had all these guys, you know, answering questions like they were winning. It was Mark Hamill's time to, you know, ask questions. He took the mic from the from the uh, from whoever was hosting it. It's like yeah. that's okay. I have this, and he just pretty much just went on a monologue for at least about a good thirty to forty five minutes and just like and it had this crowd engaged. Like yeah. he, you know, controlled the crowd. And I was like, wow, that's a talent. That's like a real talent. That's a real acting talent. And Mark Hamill can do this, so he wants yeah. to be here. He might even be the best thing in this movie when we finally get it. So he's the best thing in the trailer for me, man. Yeah, I loved him in there. It took me back. I was like, oh man, he seems like oh he seems like Obi Wan, you know, like all apprehensive, but still, I don't know, not excited as Obi Wan was. You know, Obi Wan was really excited, like in Episode Four. And he's kind of going through the same thing Obi Wan went through. He is. Yeah, Obi Wan yeah. had the failed apprentice. He got a raise with the apprentice. Same thing with Luke. You know? But there's also touches of Yoda there where he's appreh- really apprehensive. So is Obi-Wan his real master or was Yoda? And I think maybe that's where we'll find where Luke will be torn. At least that's where I'm hoping it goes because Obi-Wan would say, nah, you got to train Rey up. Oh, Yoda would be like, nah, you probably don't. So right. I'm hoping they c- kind of go there. Uh, what else was there in this, man? The Porg, of course. Is, is Does Luke eat those? That's what the rumor is, but then now he's saying he doesn't. Because they looked pretty smart. But Ewok, Ewoks ate smart people too. So, you know, whatever. Star Wars is brutal. It's brutal. Luke's but supposed man, to be the, a vegetarian is what he said. Oh, okay. that, that now, here's my thing. Now, at the end, of, uh, the end of Return of the Jedi, when the Ewoks are having this big roast and things like that, mm. are they eating the stormtroopers? Yeah, clone meat is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one cycle. You know, they grow it fast. It's like Kobe beef. I get the Ewoks are eating it, but like like the the rebels are eating it too. Yeah. <laughs> they enjoy themselves, like you know. Uh, They're taking pride in their victory. Has a plate full of ribs, and you know, <laughs> eat the hearts of your enemy. <laughs> uh, but man, the vehicles. I think I don't know. 
they might be playing just with the cutting, but it looked like Kylo is like reaching out for Ray's hand. That's weird, dude. I'm not sure where they're gonna take that. Are Kylo and and Ray just gonna have their own little little thing? And then you got Finn. Is he captured at one point? He's fighting Chromia at one point, which holy shit. I cannot yeah. wait for that. I hope that's like a ten minute long fight. I, I hope they do not make Finn a Jedi. Please don't make him a Jedi. No, no, no. They can't do that. No. Give him his I little, hope. you know, With Disney, glow you in the don't dark. Know. You oh, don't that's know true. You don't know. That's right. Uh, man. But, yeah, I was really excited. It was great. I loved it. So, I'm, I'm excited. Eli, you've been yeah. quiet. And you're he the has, and he's guy. the Star Wars guy. you're the Star Wars guy. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kylo Ren, when he said, you must kill the past, and it shows him shooting what appears to be Leia's ship. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I took that kill his mama, too. And that would make sense. But I took Uh, that whole thing as. Yep. Star Wars is for the next generation. This is the new shit. So all us old children kill your parents. Yes. So all (laughs) us old fuckers who are bitching about uh, not my Star Wars. And I wish fucking Luke would have said some shit in the last movie. And these are, you know, all wanting nostalgia and all that shit. It's not ours anymore. This is the new shit. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. If if a little kid can enjoy Star Wars as much as I did when I was their age, I'm okay with that. But yeah. my kids can enjoy Star Wars because I have them on Blu-ray. All right? So he can enjoy the same damn Star Wars I watched. They should make this shit for me. No, it's I'm not the same cr- one because yeah. yours has been remastered by <laughs> Right. So. Right. Oh, man. So we got to see Snoke, too. Like not yeah. a good view, and it looked, but and it but looked like him, and it looked like she was him and Ray were fighting or something. Yeah, he did something dude. to Ray. Um, so he so he has force powers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's, he's narrating yeah, like, the first part. He's talking about he's it's from what it sounds like he's talking uh, how he discovered Kylo Ren, and um, and probably taught or he's gonna finish his training. Like um, Usher and Justin Bieber. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, it does. It does seem to be. Yeah, it looks like yeah. Ray is reaching for Kylo's hand when she's like, "Can you please show me my place?" All this shit that shows, you know, Luke talking about I've never been this. I've never been scared like this before from seeing mm-hmm. this raw power. All this shit. So I don't know if, if it's it, it's alluding to, to 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 certain questions that fans have had about who Ray is and who. And what his her relationship is to Kylo Ren and all this shit, but honestly, I think it's all misleading. I think they're trying to. I mean, as much as everyone said that Force Awakens was a you know just a, a rehash of a New Hope, I think in a way they're trying to do this Last Jedi with Empire. And have, yeah, it's going to be dark. Yeah, and Empire had the big revelation, the big surprising, the you know reveal and. One of the biggest reveals in movie history of, you know, Vader being Luke's dad, that yeah. freaked everybody out at the time. You know, no one, you know, kids these days don't understand how big of a deal that was back then. And I think they're trying, they may try to do that, and I think it's going to be nothing we're expecting. We're all thinking, you know, who Ray is and where, where, who, who Snoke is and blah, 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 all this other shit. Who gives a shit who Ray's parents is? 
You know, right. who gives That's a shit a if, point. If, if fucking Snoke is this Kanan dude from the fucking Star Wars Rebel show and all these other fucking yeah. who gives a shit about all these questions? I think they're going to have they're going to reveal something that no one was expecting and no like one Kylo was even and Rey, thinking about. Like, like Kylo and Ray are related or something or like step brother and stepsister. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's already thinking that damn anyway. Pornhub yeah. videos that keep <laughs> popping up. I don't want to <laughs> see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be something totally unexpected, and if they do it right, it could totally freak us all. Like, holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Mm. You know? <laughs> so my thing, my thing, I don't need any more trailers. I don't need any more trailers. I well, the director Ryan Johnson was saying, yeah, if you really give a shit about this movie, don't watch the trailer. But it is pretty. So are cool. you, you think it's giving away too much the trailer, or do you think he was just talking I, shit? Like, I, oh yeah, don't watch it. Ha ha ha. I don't. I don't think it gave. I don't think it gave away too much. It gave you a little problem, but you don't know why they got to that point where they are. It just gave you little nuggets, things like that. But I do think that if they give another lengthy trailer like this, I think it's, there's no way they cannot spoil the movie. For yeah, I mean, because like, yeah, like you said, when Ray it appeared to be Ray was reaching out for Kylo Ren's hand, or when it showed it looked like Kylo Ren was blowing up Leia's ship, I'm like, holy shit! And then I'm like, wait a second, they're not gonna reveal that in the fucking trailer i mean that's a major plot point they're not gonna so yeah I mean, like i said it, it, i think if they're gonna this is all just misleading just like the last trailer when they said when luke said oh the jedi must end and everyone's freaking out oh my god yeah. jet luke is gonna go dark and all this fucking shit and it should be misleading it's yeah. not like they needed a trailer for this to make a billion dollars it's star <laughs> wars yeah yeah okay the only reason to have a trailer is so you know what toys to buy Right. <laughs> like porgs. Um, they get those yeah, porgs. Oh, dude, porgs. I and, bet they're delicious. And uh, yeah, I heard they're tasty. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> delicious. Like, can we move to the to the last section? It was the thing you were talking about earlier. Delicious. Oh, the Szechuan sauce. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Can I, I, I want that Mulan like sauce, man. The Mulan sauce. Yeah. I need the Mulan sauce. <laughs> Back okay, in so the nineties. McDonald's for a promotional deal for Mulan came out with a special sauce. That's the last time you heard of it until Rick and Morty made a big deal out of it because they travel through time or some shit. Yeah. What yeah. That's, that's, that's all I know. And it's pretty much ever since then fans have demanded that McDonald's bring back this Szechuan sauce for the for the chicken nuggets. Um, and well, McDonald's gave in, and they for one day only. At selected locations across the country, they offered the Szechuan sauce, and Rick and Morty fans mobbed these places, and McDonald's ran out. <laughs> they didn't have enough. What the hell? Like a dude on Twitter. What the hell? A dude on Twitter drove like four hours, dude. I don't know where you <laughs> lives where there's no McDonald's, but a... I guess there's only certain McDonald's were getting sauce. Yeah, so a yeah. mob attacked McDonald's because of a fucking cartoon? All over yeah. the country. <laughs> oh, my. There was one guy who tweeted. He he went to the one in New York. He's like, I left Comic-Con for this, and they ran out. <laughs> <laughs> but, what yeah, is going on with the world today? Dude, Somebody those, tell me, please. Little, I need little, answers. Little packets of chicken nugget sauce are going on eBay for, like, hundreds of dollars, man. It's crazy. It might not be sauce you thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. The thing about it is no one's actually using the sauce either. They're keeping it because it's like special Rick and Morty packaging. It's like a collector's item. Yeah. Sauce spoils, though. Yeah, you don't want to eat the shit in 20 years. You know, you don't want to leave this to your kids. But 
I don't know. Someone's going to put it on their bookshelf and look at it. I don't know. It's it's like a, a mug. You know, you get the Shrek mugs at McDonald's and they ran out of Shrek mugs. It's like that BBS. It's like that BBS cereal on, on the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, those were delicious. That was delicious. The, 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 the Superman one was, yeah, but that <laughs> Batman chocolate raspberry or whatever the fuck it tastes like. Yeah, you can't put milk. That shit milk. was that shit was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so McDonald's oh. is actually going to reissue sauce. Well, I now, think it was just at one time to kind of, you know, for promotion probably. I don't, I don't think they have enough sauce too. Well, no, they said they're, they're going to. Yeah, they're going to come out with more sauce. They're going to have do it again. Yeah, because they said some locations only had like 20 packets. Like You know, there's the managers <laughs> taking that shit because the only people who watch Rick and Morty are McDonald's employees. So, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Any Rick and Morty fans, I know you guys are great. Yeah, yeah, I, I, love Rick, I love Rick and Morty. I know everybody who watches it loves it. I can't find it any damn place. Uh, I want to watch this shit. It's on Hulu, Wait, man. Get Hulu. I got to get Hulu. Same guys to make community. Yeah, Dan Harmon was yeah. co-created it. It's yeah, actually I, hilarious. It's one yeah, of the funniest show. Like, and I heard it's deep too. And yeah, like the, the science, the, the sci-fi yeah. shit is like up there. It's like yeah. the best sci-fi show ever, and the comedy is like it's like really fucking funny, man. Okay, so so, so how many seasons are they into right now? Three. This was the third, yeah, the third season. Okay, so it's not like South Park, like season twenty or some shit. No, shit. Well, what did you tell me about Simpsons the other day? What? Like, oh, yeah. there was an ep- the, the episode last night. Uh, Lisa and Marge made a comic book. Like what the? Oh, fuck? cool. Yeah, and uh, like, I, I can't believe the show was still going. And they went like, and they, like most of the cast like dying and shit. Like, <laughs> dude, just something about The Simpsons. Conan O'Brien was a writer on there before anybody knew who Conan O'Brien was. Yeah. And now everybody knows who Conan O'Brien is so much that they're sick and tired of Conan O'Brien, which means somebody who wasn't famous when The Simpsons started. Is now like becoming not famous, and The Simpsons is still going. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just never gonna stop, dude. I heard they make like five million dollars an episode. The people who do that, the actors on there, like the voice actors. Well, yeah, if that's the case. I see where they're still going. Yeah, so. no shit. I'd be well, a, cu- a couple of them too. people like do like half the fucking cast. Yeah, the guy true. who does Homer, what's his name, Castellano, or whatever. Yeah, he gets. Yeah. He does yeah. like half the characters and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Simpsons, jeez. Did we start talking about the Simpsons on this podcast? No, we're, we're done. We're done talking about the Simpsons. Oh, <laughs> uh, like I said, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, anything else we have to address or talk about? Or no, uh, no. I, I was gonna rant about that new Punisher comic, but fuck that. Yeah, the platoon, that, that's that's another twenty minutes. So the platoon. Uh, yeah. Believe yeah, the platoon. it or not, Ryan, we actually do talk about comic books on this podcast. Oh yeah, I listen. I listen. We can, you know. Yeah. It was a busy week, man, and I didn't mind the platoon. Week. I didn't mind the platoon. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll 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 get to it eventually. So we'll just talk about it later on. But yeah, like I said, uh, if you listen to it this long, I don't know how long this podcast is. I think it's longer than what we normally do. But, <laughs> yeah, it's an yeah. epic one. Yeah, it was an epic <laughs> one. But like I said, if you if you listen to it this long, definitely you know subscribe to the podcast, like share it. We have other podcasts in the entire network. Uh, Ryan, give all the podcasts that you're on. Well, they're all at outrightgeekery.com slash podcast, but uh, yeah, I do like three or four of them up there. Just check them all out. Check them all out. Okay, check them all out. Uh, Hopefully, we will be on the – I keep fucking the name up. Dude, you fuck up all the the names. I do. Except mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except all the time I remember. 
uh, this uh, super fun time explosion show. And that's just something I started just to get all of the podcasters to kind of, you know, do another podcast where we can get together, kind of do what you guys do here. Um, but yeah. just kind of cross promote all the other shows. So and it's yeah, fun and as hell, man, because we're comic book fans. We love crossovers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we die for this shit. So some are good. Some are bad. It doesn't matter, just as long as it but unlike, But unlike actual comic book crossovers, ours always charge the same. It's still the same cover price. <laughs> for now. For now, exactly. No shit. And we love to complain about how cool the older ones were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that one podcast episode better. Than <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I said, I guess we can sign off, but definitely, uh, definitely, you know, um, Subscribe to every podcast we have. Listen to everything we have because we have a bunch coming out this week. Ryan actually just recorded one, yeah, uh, at, like an hour before this one going. So his should be up tomorrow, the same day. This should go up. Hopefully, Ryan wants to edit him, so we don't know. Yeah, it's up. And, and, you know, I'm quick. <laughs> so until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. This is Gomer. Okay, and we will talk to you guys later. What y'all thought y'all wasn't gonna see me? I'm the Osiris of this shit. Wu-Tang is here forever, motherfuckers. This left this 97. All right, my niggas and my niggerettes. Let's do it like this. I'm going to rub your ass in the moonshine. Let's take it back to 79. I'm born atomically. Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses. Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries. Lyrically perform armed robbery. Flee with the lottery. Possibly they spotted me. Battle scarred showgun. Explosion when my pen hits. Tremendous. Ultraviolet shine blind forensics. I inspect you through the future. See millennium. Killer bees sold 50 gold, 60 platinum. Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics. Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths. Black woo jackets, queen bees ease the guns in. Rumble with patrolmen tear gas lace the function. Heads by the score, take flight inside a war. Six hit the floor, die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier, control the glow slowly. Proceeds the blow, swinging swords like Shinobi. Stomp grounds and found footprints of solid rock. Who got it locked, performing live on your hottest fly. As the world turns, I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. The hard headed never learn. This my testament to those burn. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire, transforming to the ghost rider. A six pack and a street car named Desire. Who got my back in the line of fire, holding back? What? My peoples, if you with me, where the fuck you at? Niggas is strapped and they trying to twist my beer cap. It's called a germ for the bad seed from bad sperm. Herb got my wig fried like a bad perm. What the bloods, clots, we smoke pot and blow spots. You want to think twice? I think not. Now I am lung ain't got to tell you where it's coming from. Guns are never owned, tearing up your battle zone. Rip through your slums. I twist darts from the heart. Try to intrude, loop my voice on the LP. Martini on the slang rock, certified chatterbox. Vocabulary dawn and talking. Tell your story walking. Take cover, kid, what? Run for your brother, kid. Run for your team. And your six can't rhyme groupies. So I can squeeze with the advantage and get wasted. My deadly notes reign supreme. You're for this basic compared to mine. Domino effect, arts and crafts. Paragraphs contain cyanide. Take a free ride on my thought. I got the fashion. Catalog for all y'all that all praise through the guard. The saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Olympic torch flaming. We burn so sweet. The thrill of victory. The agony defeat. We crush slow. Flaming deluxe slow. Poor. Judgment day cometh. Conquer. It's war. Allow us to escape hell. Globe spinning bomb. Pocket full of
the shells out the sky, golden arms. Tune spit the shitty Mortal Kombat sound. The fake ball step make the blood stain the ground. A jungle junkie, vigilante tantrum. A death kiss, catwalk, squeeze another anthem. Hold it for ransom, tranquilize with anesthesia. My orchestra, graceful, music ballerinas. My music Sicily, rich California smell. An axe kill adventure, paint a picture well. I sing a song from Sing Sing, sipping on ginseng. Righteous wax, chaperone, rotating ring Soldiers, decipher punks couldn't hold us. A thousand men rushing in, not one nigga was sober. Perpendicular to the square, we stand gold like flare. Escape from your dragon's lair. In particular, my beats travel like a vortex through your spine to the top of your cerebral cortex. Make you feel like you busting up for raw sex. Enter through your right ventricle, clog up your bloodstream. Hot terminal like Grand Central Station. Program fat baselines on ovation. Getting drunk like a fuck, I'm ducking five year probation. War of the masses, the outcome disastrous. Many of the victims. Families save the ashes and know your names on walls and the plaques. Those who went back see penalties for the acts. Another heart is torn, as close ones born. Those strayed niggas get slayed on the song. The track renders helpless and suffers from multiple stab wounds and leaks sounds. That's her. 93 million miles away from K1 to represent the nation. This is a gathering of the masses that come to pay respects to the Wu-Tang Clan. As we engage in battle, the crowd now screams in rage. The hot chief Jamel Ari takes the stage. Light is provided through sparks of energy from the mind that travels in rhyme form. Giving sight to the blind, the dumb are mostly intrigued by the drum. Death only one can save self from. This relentless attack of the track spares none. Yo, 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 fuck that. Look at all these crab niggas laid back. Lamping like them gray and black boomers on my man's rack. Codeine was forcing your drink. You had a navy green. Solomon the fiend. Bitches overheard you scream. You two faces, come of the slump. I got your whole body numb. Blowing like Salomar in 81. Sound convincing. Thousand dollar cork pop convincing. Hands like Sonny Liston. Get fly permission. Hold the fuck up. I'll fasten your wig. Bad luck. I'll humiliate. Separate the English from the Dutch. It's me. Black noble Juwali. Came of trees. We like the Ten of these sad so season these degrees is earth. 93 million miles from the first rough turbulence. The way burst, split the megahertz. Hey yo, that's amazing. Gun in your mouth, so verbal foul hawk. Connect thoughts to make my man chow walk. Swift notarizer, blue tank, all up in the high riser. New York gang visor, word tranquilizer, just a dosage. Delegate my clan with explosives. Wow, my pen blow lines ferocious. Mediterranean, see y'all. The number one trap pick, tear down the beat guard. The delegate the guard, the seagull, the swift chancellor. Flex the white gold tarantula, track truck diesel, play the weed guard, substantial, max mostly, undivided, then slide it, sickening, guaranteed, made him jump like raw strict.